Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Thank you for joining me today. I gotta tell you, man, I'm back in the truck, and it feels so good. Very thankful that I have it back that quick. Took, uh, I mean, it happened Sunday. I got it back yesterday. I gotta tell you, these guys, these guys that did the oil change. So I thought the plug was gone. It looked like just a hole, but it was just covered in oil, so it just looked black, looked like a hole. The plug was still on. He calls me. He said it was the filter. So I don't know if the filter wasn't screwed on tight enough uh, or or what. He just said it was a bad filter. So he's like, we put the best one on there, Napa, Gold, blah, 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 whatever. I'm like, nice. And uh, so anyways, this guy, I call him Sunday. And I was very polite. I'm, I'm a very understanding person. I've, I run companies. I've been in business for a long time. Dude, things happen. Things happen. You make mistakes. So when I called him, I said, I just explained the situation. I said, man, I was driving down the road. Oil light came on. Boom. Oil all over the road. Looks like the plug's missing. There's oil all over the bottom of the truck. I said, I trust that you and I can work together to figure this out. Click. Five minutes later, I get a call. So the owner was doing bookkeeping on a Sunday, which goes to say something. You know what I mean? If you're there, the owner's there on a Sunday and he's calling me back, I knew right away I was going to be taken care of. Like, you're not going to have a, a slap, uh, a loser owner um, that's not there. You know, you know what I mean? Like, a loser owner is not going to be there doing the books on a Sunday and then answering the phone. So he calls me right back, and uh, we talk, and I explain. He said, yeah, can you just send me whatever pictures you have? Get me the, you know, your plate number. He's like, I just need all that to pull up your receipt, blah, 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 blah. So Monday, boom, sent a tow truck, paid for, um, got the truck, took it to the shop. Um, they did, uh, they power washed the underside of the car, got all the oil off. They completely, they did a full uh, oil change. They put 10 quarts in there, so it's completely full. Uh, put on a Napa Gold filter. Um, what else did they do? They washed the truck. And then they had it, they took two guys and had it delivered back to me. Um, had it delivered back to, where, what's everybody doing on this road today? It's just everybody and their sisters out right now. You guys should be at home, nuzzled up in your beds, and then I'd yell at you for not working, right? No, but uh, dude, they did, so they delivered the truck back to me, and they're giving me a free oil change. I'm like... I told him when he, it was the assistant manager that came out. So they sent the assistant manager out to drop the truck off. And uh, I told him, I said, listen, you guys still, you guys have my business as far as I'm concerned. I ain't going to anywhere. I'm not going anywhere else based on how you, you know, dealt with this. You know what I mean? I don't, you know, again, it could have, it could have been a bad filter. It could have been that maybe the guy just didn't screw it on tight enough. You never know. You know what I mean? He, you know, the owner was telling me, we, we did a whole lesson when we did your, when we brought your truck back, we, we paused all the other changes and brought the techs over. We did a full lesson on how to install the filter. Like, dude, talk about taking ownership, man. So I got to shout that guy out. His name's Jim. Um, just really, really impressed with how they handled that situation, man. You don't see that often at all. Um... You don't see that often at all. Um, there's a bunch of people getting getting onto the bus, and uh, everybody's the bus is sitting here waiting still. 
and it was a bunch of little kids and uh, the one kids and parents that are late are the ones that are always stereotypically late <laughs> to everything <laughs> it's just funny but uh, anyways so I was super impressed with uh, I was super duper impressed with um, how they handled that situation that's your mom shaking her head. Um, I was super duper impressed with how they handled that situation. You just don't see that anymore. You know what I mean? You don't get that kind of... And that's how you know I try to be as a company owner. You know, Even my business partner, I think Steph, sometimes looks at me sideways when I tell her. You know, and I'm like, yeah, just give them the discount. Yeah, let's just take their word for it. Yeah, we'll replace it. You know, I know Steph wants to rip some of these people's heads off. They deserve it. So, you know, we've had some clients historically that were real um, just dinguses. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, we, we typically, I'll just, yep, fine. Just give it whatever. Just give it to them. You know what I mean? All right, here's a couple freebies this week. You know, you try to take care of people. And I feel like it works out for you. Because in our, our business, on the staffing side, um, companies don't last long <laughs> and they don't do as well as we've done for as long as we've done. It's very like what we're doing and have done um, with that. Again, that's mostly Stephanie, um, but it hasn't been, you don't see that often at all. And I feel like there's something to be said for that, that, you know, the way that we treat our clients, how did I get buses today? What I am Am I? No, no, no. I'm definitely. How did I get buses today, dude? I, I left way earlier. This makes no sense. Um, there's something to be said for that, man. You know, so if you're in business, you know, I just really encourage you. If you're an owner of, you know, whether it's, you know, my, my buddy Alex owns a barber shop. You know, you own a, uh, you know, auto parts store. You own a, you know, you're in skincare as a woman and, and, you know, whatever it is that you own in business, life insurance, you know, I really encourage you, man, to um, take a lesson from what I went through in terms of how to treat a client, you know, to where you go above and beyond. You're, you're going to lose money. But in, in reality, all it would take is for two more oil changes with that shop. And we've got two vehicles and we drive a lot. So two more oil changes with that shop and he's already back in the back in the black. You know what I'm saying? In terms of plus he doesn't have me going online and they, you know, negative reviews and you know, and that's another thing, man. Give the people a chance the, to correct the mistake. Give the people a chance to correct the mistake. You know, I see people, they have these negative experiences and they go online and they just start women, you know, but they just start yeah, just spouting off just, you know, this is somebody's, and the type of people that go online to do online reviews without first trying to work with the business are the type of people that have never been in business and will never understand what it is to build something because you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that. It's, I think that Yelp, people that Yelp a lot, are the worst people alive. I, now, I don't, th I'm not going to say the H word, but I loathe that behavior. There's nothing that I find more despicable 
but I, you know, you click on somebody's re- professional reviewer, you know, and it's just like they want this wannabe food. Like, who are you, Janet, from Minnesota? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, Aubrey from Iowa wants to weigh in on how the pancakes were at the local diner. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just so, it's, it's anyways. It just gives people an overinflated. It goes back to what I've said before, that not everybody should have an opinion, but everybody gets to have an opinion because of the internet. The internet, internet's dangerous. You know what I mean? That's It goes back to that. But anyways, you know, it's uh, try, to, try to reconcile with the business first. And if the business decides to be unethical in their treatment of you, then yeah, do whatever you need to do. I've done that before. I give everybody a couple of chances, and then it's, okay, you want to go to war? Fine. <laughs> we'll go to war. You know, and then sometimes you need to know when to pick your battles. You know what I mean? Like if, if there's a, you know, if there was just a mistake and it didn't get corrected, it was a busy night at a restaurant, I'm not going to worry about that. You know what I mean? But if it was like, all right, we showed up, you know, like this one time we went, um, I took some of the boys out to a dinner and you had to pay like $70 up front for a reservation. Right? I think they added it like onto your bill when you showed up or whatever. But you had to pay $70 up front. So they had $70 of my money, which is very weird. I've never had to do that for a restaurant before. Uh, this was in Portland. And we showed up. And they're like, yeah, your table's not ready. I'm like, I'm sorry. We just paid you $70. And it's so first, tell me the table's not ready. Second, we try to stand inside. It's raining out and cold. And they're like, yeah, we don't have room. There's no standing in here. I said, What? I said, there's no, I said, I paid $70. So I went off on the dude, big time. Manager came out, you know. So we ended up getting a, a comp meal, like 25% off, which is, you know, it's like that kind of stuff. Like first you're going to tell me, it would have been fine if the table wasn't ready. But to tell me I can't stand in the doorway, <laughs> I have to go back out in the rain after I paid you $70. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, so, uh. You pick and choose your battles, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you got to be wise with where you decide to dig your heels in. And, you know, that's today's lesson. But, you know, two lessons. So, number one, you know, try to correct things with the business first before you start ripping into people and tarnishing their reputation, you know, because your sandwich had tomatoes when it wasn't supposed to, you know, oh, this place had rats in it. You know what I mean? Uh, and number two, as a business owner, take a page out of this guy's book, man. And that's that's really how I'm going to model. You know, it even asked, it, it challenged me to be like, man, are there times where I could have done more for my clients? You know what I mean? Are there times I could have done more for my clients? And I think my initial approach, too, uh, was helpful. You know, I didn't immediately start railing into these guys. I just said, hey, I hope we could kind of figure this out together. Just call me back as soon as you can. You know, I wasn't mean to them. So there's there's a lot of different layers to that situation. It's so funny how you could take something like an oil change and turn it into a, well, how long has it been? A 10 minute lesson on how to treat people and be treated. And, but uh, anyways, so that's, that's the first thing I wanted to touch on today. Um, I am very thankful to have my truck back um oh my seat heater's blasting and my okay this guy's trailer lights aren't working that's not safe at all <laughs> his brake lights on his trailer are not working almost slammed into the back of this dude's snowmobile trailer um little thing we'll have my truck back wham <laughs> see 
it's always something in the morning. You would think, like, you know, just make this back road drive to the gym wouldn't be crazy. You'd think I'd live in, like, New York City or something like that with all the traffic events we have daily. I tell you what, Saturday's um, Dawn of the Elderly was probably the wildest experience I've had on the road in quite some time. If you didn't listen to it, I think it was Saturday's episode. I don't recall the title. Um, there, I had about three close run-ins with the very elderly. Like, you could see their skull old um, driving to the gym Saturday morning. And nobody else was out but old people. It was me and all the elderly of the community. And uh, it was madness, dude. It was wild. It was crazy. It's one of the craziest driving experiences I've ever had. People just, <laughs> just they were emerge India. Just all kinds. <laughs> it's just what you would expect if you just took the senior citizens out of a out of a nursing home, out of a dementia care end of life care facility, and gave them all cars and told them that there was like I don't know free lottery tickets up the road. <laughs> Get up! Uh, but uh, that's that's what it was like Saturday. I tell you, Christmas is probably my favorite time of year now. I've really fallen in love with Christmas. Um, take time to listen to your partner and have meaningful conversations with your with your husband or wife. I, uh, you know, a lot of times we go through life on autopilot and we become just sometimes like roommates you know what I mean even when you have kids you wake up the same routine wife gets the baby I'm in the kitchen I'll start the coffee make my breakfast wife makes her breakfast makes the baby the bottle you know what I mean I'm reading scripture they're over there she's feeding the baby they've got gospel music on you know I go to the gym I come home I run my meeting you know wife maybe runs an errand that we're just together in the house. I'm on my phone all day. This issue, this fire, this gotta handle this. QuickBooks went down over the weekend. Blah 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 blah. Um, another business call. Another business call. Then I'm outside making a fire, having a cigar, hanging out with Bane. Then I'm back inside. Then I'm back outside with Bane because he's being a psycho. She's got the kid up, down, up, down, up, down. Nap, awake, down. And you just kind of get into this like routine, and that's that happens every day. That happens just the same way every day. It sounds like a lot, but you fall into this, just, it's just this, you know, it just happens. So, you know, yesterday we, we had, we both had some downtime and, uh, we just talked about something that was meaningful, uh, to her, um, just an experience she had had a recent, we'd both had recently and then her past and then just all this, nothing bad. Um, it wasn't about our relationship necessarily, at least not directly. Um, <clears throat> you know, just, um, we, we worked through and talked through some things, you know, intimate, you know, close to the heart things, you know, family things. And, um, you know, I could tell it just, we both walked and it wasn't anything crazy. Yeah. You know, like we were both very casually just laying in bed, you know, watching the snow fall, just talking maybe 15, 20 minutes, maybe a half hour. I don't remember, but it wasn't anything crazy, but I felt when I left and I, I took Ada out for a walk in the woods, I think this was before that or maybe it was after, I don't recall, but um, I took somebody outside after it. I remember walking outside and in the snow and just like taking a deep breath and like, huh, I felt good, you know, to have that conversation. And it wasn't like a relief felt good, 
Like we needed to get some. It was just. It felt good to connect, right? It felt good to connect and have um, meaningful discourse. So, you know, the the lesson here that I'm trying to impart on you guys is that, you know, if you have a spouse, significant other that you've been with for a long time, you know, you could sometimes forget to have those conversations. Because when you, you know, when you first start dating somebody, it's the, you know, just the very superficial stuff. And then, then you can, you can get deep pretty quickly with somebody. And I think you try to get deep with somebody pretty quickly, you know, not, you know, not like in their childhood trauma and stuff like that, but you know, you start getting pretty deep with people pretty quickly in the dating phases now. And you have to, because life is so fast paced now. And you know, then you think that you figure everything out about each other and then you get married and then you just well, autopilot for a while. You know, um, that happens to a lot of people and I think that's where a lot of stagnancy, stagnancy? Yeah, grows in marriage. And why many of them fall into de- despair or divorce, God forbid. Um, you know, the one thing I would ask you guys to do, and if you have already gone through one, you know, please don't, you know, take what I'm about to say and just understand my intentions are the best. You know, I, I really encourage you guys to never get divorced. To never get divorced. And especially if you have kids. I feel like that's so damaging to the children. And I, I again, I'm sorry that I'm probably going to offend some people on here listening to me that have gone through a divorce with kids. And I don't know the circumstances. This isn't an all-encompassing statement. I'll have some woman DM me. Wow, my husband used to hang me up by my toes and flog me with a cricket bat. Okay, all right, all right. That that It's a little different. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the marriage that grows stale. There's, you know, verbal altercations. There's problems. And then you just, all right, uh, we're going to our separate ways. Things just didn't work out. Those types of divorces. Things just didn't work out. And, you know, I look at the parents. Look at this line of traffic. This is unreal. I look at the parents and then I look at the kids and I just think about the damage that's done, obviously, to the kids, but also to the parents. And it's just, um, you know, and from a biblical standpoint, guys, um, the only reason as far as I can see that, you know, you're able to get divorced is if there is uh, infidelity. That's it. That's the only reason it says that the only reason you can divorce your wife is if she cheats on you, you know, and vice versa. Actually, I don't know if there's any rules for the wife divorcing the man. I, I haven't read that if there are. Um, and, um, you know, I just... People give up on things so quickly now because there's just so many other options. Like if you were unhappy and married, this is always my example, right? Like if you lived in an Amish community, you know what I mean? And you were like completely separated from the world or you live like in the 1800s and you lived in a village and you were married and it was like things weren't, you don't have many other options. Yo, what do you got? You got, you got Bartholomew, the uh, local blacksmith, but he's only got one eye. You know, you're getting like things are going south with your husband. That's your best. That's your next bet. And he's got chlamydia. You know what I mean? It's like you know you didn't have many options. And uh, now, now, my goodness, and there are options everywhere, everywhere, online, in person. Tra- it's just it's especially with the internet. 
you know, so guys get unhappy in marriages and women get unhappy in marriages. And what do they start to be receptive to? They start to be receptive to connection because this is both male and female. I think males will seek the physical side of uh, infidelity first. Women will seek the emotional infidelity first. You know, cheating on your spouse or partner isn't just about what you do with your genitals. It's what you do with your mouth, your heart, and your mind. It's not just about what's between your legs. It's about your mouth, your heart, and your mind. You can cheat on your spouse. It's like Jesus says, if you look upon a woman with lust in your heart, you've already committed adultery. God is concerned about the heart attitude behind an action. That's his. That's where his focus is with us. So, what what happens is is when a marriage starts starts to stagnate or a relationship starts to get stagnant. Um, why? Let's first discuss why do they get stagnant? Since I'm stuck stuck in this damn traffic. Well, I think number one, you stop dating each other. You stop trying to learn about each other. You stop trying to make each other's lives special. And you just go on autopilot. Oh, I've already learned everything about this person. I've already done everything I can for this person. So let's just exist with each other. And you become over-glorified roommates. You know what I mean? So that's number one. I think you stop dating the person. You stop making an effort. And you think you learn everything about a person. Uh, Number two, you fall into routines. And routines are good to a point. You know, I think that you should break the routine sometimes. I think that you should challenge, you know, um, you know, if you work a nine to five and she works a nine to five, you know, plan a midweek vacation where you both take Wednesday off and go out, have breakfast, have lunch, have dinner, literally all three meals, spend the whole day together. You know, try to think of ways to, how are we not moving? Damn, dude, this is crazy. I've never seen this. What is everybody doing today? What's the Bonnaroo up here? I don't understand this. I got shit to do. I can't be sitting in traffic in rural Maine. Ay, ay, ay. Um. Bro, I don't think you're going to make I'll give you some space, but I don't think you're going to make it. Better go. Better go, 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 go. Yep, 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 yep. Go, 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 go. All right, that's my good deed for the day. I'm out of here. All right, why Why else do marriages stagnate? What was I saying before? I don't know. I think I had made the point. I think another thing is maybe you fall into routines, and this is a weird one to talk about, but sex, you know, I think sometimes, you know, sex can lose its luster between two people that you just do the same thing every single time the same way and you get done and you roll it you treat it more like a chore this happens a lot with the women you know the women don't and and women listen to me very carefully this will really ruffle the feminist feathers you have a responsibility to take care of your man physically that's part of your job as a woman and there are women now that, and you see it, they make jokes out of this. And it's, I think it's appalling. It's so gross and just childish. 
they make jokes out of like withholding sex from their husband. And I'm not saying that that justifies him going out but and seeking other people, but can you be so surprised? It's like if I've got a thirsty horse and I've this horse and I we've ridden together 50 years and I this horse is just just thirsting, dying of thirst. And I got a bucket of just water and I'm like, and I'm just jerking it away from its face and jerking it away from its face. And there's a guy at the stable next to me with a bucket of water. What do you think the horse is going to do? You know what I mean? It's silly, man. I, so thankfully, that's that I haven't, I've never had that in my relationship, but it's just, uh, I've never, I've never experienced that as a man. Um, thankfully, but I've seen a lot of other men go through it and women that joke about it. Like, you know, I saw this post the other day that's like, you know, your husband has a list of house chores and based on what he gets done, he earns sexual favors from you. That is such a cocked, gay, ridiculous, foolish, childish, weird way to approach your sex life. As if it has to be earned. This is the longest that it has ever taken me to get to the damn gym. I'm almost, I'm starting to get irrationally angry because I'm looking at all these mouth breathing. Um, so you just, it's like, I don't have time for this. Um, so you, you just look around. Uh, and, uh, anyway, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm like thinking about mouth breathers and then uh, trying to stay on topic here. I mean, there's a line of, tra- this is crazy. This is, I still got like probably 15 minutes to go. Oh my goodness. There's traffic all the way up this way. This is nuts. I'll never go to the gym this time again. What is this? Eight o'clock? This is nuts. This is insane. It's going to take me an hour to go seven miles in rural Maine. Uh, I can't even, I'm getting mad at things I can't control. I could have controlled this. I could have gotten up earlier. Now I know better. Now next time, if I'm going to leave and it's right around this time, I ain't even going to the gym. I'll go later in the day. Because now we got to get all the way up to this light. Oh, this is going to be hell. This is going to be crazy. I know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do. I am going to take... It's going to take a little longer. But uh, I am not going that way. I can tell you that much right now. We're going to go back. I'm going to take Haggis Parkway. Because uh, I ain't sitting in this. I know this light up here is going to be hellacious. Thank you for letting me use your uh, driveway there, Skippy. I mean, this is nuts, guys. I've never, I don't know. I don't know if there's an event. I don't know if there was an accident. I don't know. There's just so many people out right now. This is nuts. Um, Can I get to Foley's this way? Dude, look at this line of traffic. This is crazy. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I think I made a mistake going this way. I should have just kept going. <laughs> I'm starting to panic. Like, I want to, like, turn around. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't even want to go to the gym now. Like, dude, am I going to be stuck here? 
I hope these people aren't turning. I hope all these, if all these people are going straight, we're good. Okay, go, 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 go. So your marriage could get stale, uh, you know, because, you know, typically the woman will withhold sex. So that's a, that's another thing. Or you just fall into the same routines. You got to change things up a little bit. I'm not going to get into that. That's that's not really what I'm trying, the, the type of vibe I'm trying to curate on this podcast is sex advice. You know what I mean? But uh, I think it's important that you, uh, sorry, buddy, but uh, I've got things to do. Um, I think it's important that you kind of think about that as a topic. So, you know, when marriages get, you know, there's a lot of different reasons marriages get stale. I think that you get, you know, you start to keep score. That's a big one. Keeping score with your spouse. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like where it's like, all right, I did the dishes. He did the laundry. Oh, I took care of the kids. Well, he goes to work. You start to keep score. Marriage isn't about being like, it's, it's, there's going to be times where you do more and he does more or you do more and she does more. It's it's that simple. There's marriage isn't just this checked box chore list that you do. That if you have that in your marriage, it sucks. Boring. I bet you everything about it sucks from the sex to your conversation to everything about your life is miserable. Because you're so focused on keeping score and looking at what the other person is doing wrong instead of what they're doing right. And it's going to just create a lot of animosity. It's going to create a lot of issues. It's going to create some very serious problems for you. It's going to create some very serious issues. So you need to make sure that you don't have a marriage where you're both keeping score with one another. It's dangerous. It's poisonous. It's a venomous. It's not going to end well. (laughs) It's going to end, and it's not going to end well. You know what I mean? So I really want to encourage you to let go of the scorekeeping, to let go of the scorecard, to let go of the he did this, I did this, he did this, I did this, he didn't do this, he didn't do this, I did this, I did this. Another thing is, you know, especially here's a tip for the ladies is don't nag your men. I've been luckily, I've been lucky to not have a nagging spouse. I wouldn't tolerate it. We wouldn't have gotten past the very preliminary dating stages. Um, in fact, I had a girlfriend that was naggy and it was done. It was, I think we lasted five, three months in it. And I thought when we started dating, I'm like, wow, this one might be the one. Nope. Three months in, I'm like, hell no. Scared full 180. <laughs> I, uh, don't nag your men. You know, nagging is, the nagging is the least sexy thing that you can do, you know, for somebody to somebody, you know, don't be a nagger. Wow, that sounded like I said about I said nagger, N-A-G-G-E-R. You don't like that? Well, I'm sorry, it's close to the other word. <laughs> that was crazy. I felt uh, I felt a little I felt a little weird saying that. <laughs> don't be, don't nag. All right. All right. So when things do get stale, I think what people start to do is they start seeking connection. And connection is just, dude, it's everywhere. Go ahead. You were there. You were still rolling, dude. You were still rolling. You were still going, bro. Um, you were, dude, this has been a horrible drive today. There's, there's a reason for this. There's a reason for this. 
my blood pressure was so good this morning too. It was like 131 over 70. So proud of myself. It's probably through the roof right now. I mean, I should have been to the gym 15 minutes ago. And I've still probably got another 10 minutes now. I, 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 <laughs> I want to be mad at something, but there's nothing that I can be mad at. This is a test. I've got to, I've got to, I'm not doing a great job with this test. I'd probably get a D plus at this point. <sighs> Should I just go for the F? <laughs> well, Lord, I've come this far. I might as well go all the way. No, we can still, we can still get back up to a C plus at least. It's what I was saying yesterday, attitude and effort. You know what I mean? There's only two things you can control. So I, I took a back road route that's going to add 10 minutes to the route, but this is better than probably, so at least I'm moving and I'm not just sitting in traffic staring at somebody's bumper right now. Um, it just seems like this back route is just taking so long, but I've taken this so many times. It's nuts. I just feel like I have been in the car. I've been in the car for a half hour to go seven miles in rural Maine. I can't believe this. It's crazy. This is so insane to me. When I don't, things when things don't make sense. Remember what I said yesterday? When I can't control something, I start to freak out. You guys are getting a live look at this right now because I'm thinking, okay, I've got less time to work out now. I'm not going to be able to hit everything that I want to hit. I've got a bunch of stuff I need to do today. I've got a bunch of meetings today that I don't normally have things are already wild as it is and now it's taking me I've gone to the gym at this time I, again I don't know what was going on today if it was some kind of an idiot convention somewhere because it seemed like there are a lot of people out that just didn't you guys are getting a live look at it this is what happens <laughs> you know like losing my mind <laughs> this is what happens when I lose control of a situation and I can't force my way through it. I just got to deal with it. This is what happens. This is a learning moment for me and you guys are getting a live look at it because I'm sitting here talking about marriage. Um, okay. So men and women start to crave connection elsewhere. I think for men, it's probably more physical at first, although it is emotional and for women, it's more emotional and then it turns physical. You know what I mean? So the connection that they're not getting at home, they feel like they're not getting at home, not realizing that, you know, it's, it takes two to tango. Uh, they're going to start to seek elsewhere. They're going to start to seek elsewhere. And I'm low on gas. This is crazy. So, you know, this is when women start to entertain the guys in the DMs. You know what I'm saying? This is when, when, when men start to become the guys in the DMs. You know what I'm saying? So it's two. So it's it, what happens is things aren't going well at home. And maybe they both don't happen at the same time, but they certainly happen. Is that the women start to entertain the dudes in the DMs and the men start to become the dudes in the DMs. You know what I'm saying? They start putting their feelers out there and the women start becoming receptive to it. And that's a major problem because once you've done that, once you've entertained the idea, it's pretty much it. it's pretty much over. I'm not saying that you can't recover from it. My wife and I have recovered from it. I'm just saying you're going down a very dark, sinister, 
nasty path. I'm just, there's no, there's, you can't take that lightly. Oh, it was just, you know, he just complimented me on my hair. And, you know, you have a 45 minute long Instagram DM conversation with this dude that's not your husband. That's not good. That's not good. At all. Oh, no, dude, I was just, I was just telling her that she just, you know, oh, I was telling her, like, oh, I've been wanting to go to that gym. I didn't mean, like, she looked good. I just thought, like, the gym looked, you start saying stuff like that because your wife caught you telling some heart emojiing some girl's ass on Instagram, <laughs> on her story, you know? Oh, no, no, I just like the gym. I like the gym she goes to. That's the, so it was the background. <laughs> it's not a good, it's not good. You start finding yourself in those situations, man. Uh, it's it's a really bad sign. It's a really bad sign. And I've met people where, and you never know the full story, you know. But I've met people where it's like they get cheated on, and it came out of nowhere. It's like they, I thought things were good. You know what I mean? Like crazy that this happened. Um, but a lot of times, there's so, it's like, dude, come on. You didn't see this coming? You didn't see this coming? Okay, thank God this was all open through here. I'm actually glad I took this route. <sighs> Starting to question myself there for a second. I can't believe, dude, we're going on 40 minutes. We're going on 40 minutes. It's been double, more than double, about two and a half times the time that it takes me to get to the gym normally. Well, I didn't even stop. Didn't get any, I haven't been drinking energy drinks. By the way, ditch the energy drinks. Really bad for your kidneys and liver. I was talking to these guys, everybody, you know, so everybody at the gym obviously found out I got rhabdo, right? Or rhabdo, 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 whatever, whatever you call it, rabies. <laughs> I had rabies. Uh, so, you know, people were coming up and talking to me. They're like, dude, you know, I got, I, I can't tell you, I probably have five or six guys. And these are in, these are guys that are in very good shape. Very good shape. Not in the middle, like on the very good shape side. Like, dude, my blood work, like my kidneys and, and liver were really elevated. They were telling me, I was like, they thought I was a heavy drinker and blah, blah. I'm like, you know what I think it is, bro? I think a lot of this is the energy drinks. I think your kidneys were pumping. It's it's the food, it's the water, and it's the energy drinks. I, you know, the energy drinks are probably like the match that sparks the gasoline, the fire. You know what I'm saying? It's every, all the other poison we put in our body. But you can't. We're so poisoned as it is anyways. This is my point. I'm going to close out on the marriage thing. We're so poisoned as it is anyways that you don't need to be adding poison on top of poison. Alcohol. Energy drinks. You know, I was thinking the other day. I'm like, dude, how did these Vikings and these guys, these guys that drank. Like in the Middle Ages, they drank all day. Even Jesus' time. They drank all day, every single day. And you don't hear of like them suffering that bad for it. You know what I mean? Like dude, these guys would go out and get hammered and then fight wars and then get back to camp and get hammered and then go out there and fight. You know what I'm saying? It's like, how do they do this? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with we're already so poisoned now that any other kind of antagonist on the system is going to shut it down. So cut out refined sugar, these toxic, toxic, nasty energy drinks. Um, 
alcohol. Like, if you don't need to do any more poisoning to your body, then it's already happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's already it's already happening. I'm gonna back up actually into this spot over here. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, on the marriage thing, you know, when you start seeking connection, when you start listen, it takes a drop of just. Well, maybe I'll just say hi to this person. Oh, it's okay. I can just. I'm. I'll just be nice to him. I'm not. I don't want to be mean. I just. I'll be nice to this guy that told me I look good today. It just takes a little drop. Just takes a little drop, man. Trust me. All right, that's all I got for you guys today. Thank you for putting up with my near mental breakdown that I just had. Um, and uh, <laughs> here we are. I'm going to use it to fuel a good lift. Love you guys. Let's get it.